the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Welcome to a Friday night, Labor Day, 6.03, Labor Day weekend. So I guess this is it, September the 1st, August is gone, here we are, and um, well, I'm out in Long Island, and we are live, we are local, thank you for uh, filling in, I heard the last two night shows were spectacular, with, uh, with Joe and Frank filling in for me, so thank you very, very much. Um, I was uh, in a town called Rhinebeck, New York in upstate New York. Um, it's right by Woodstock. And uh, I was, uh, you know, a year ago this past week, I broadcast live from my home because my friends who I was with this weekend from high school were all at my house in Long Island. We all got together. We do a, a once a year sleepover. And this year we went to Rhinebeck, New York. And, you know, uh, it is a uh, a different world, you know. The the Long Island, especially on the South Shore, it's you know it's it's more of a beachy, um, you know, sand and and salt kind of kind of environment. And this is um this is the uh, the mountains. And uh, as soon as we got there, I went and swam in a lake, which I have not done in a long time. And you know what the coolest part is? When the water gets in your mouth, it's not all that, you know, sea salt water. You can actually be like, oh, wow, this tastes good. I mean, I didn't swallow it, but I spit it out. But I had an unbelievable time hanging out with uh, seven of my of uh, my high school friends. Um, and actually, it's not even high school. It's junior high school because most of us there uh, all started polyprep when in uh, seventh grade. And, um, so I was like 11 years old because I don't I mean, because my birthday's in December. Um, you know, I start younger than everyone else. And it was just the, the word I use was magical. Um, first of all, the, the, this blue moon that took place Wednesday night into Thursday morning, the location we were at, it was like watching a fireworks show. It was phenomenal. Um, you know, Mother Nature is incredible. And the, that particular night and where we were, because th- there's no city around there, so it's really dark. And so the moon really, I mean, it was incredible. And, and hats off to the iPhone. I guess I, I think I have like the 12. I have these photographs. I have these photographs of this blue moon rising and then being up with the clouds around it. It was 
out of this world. Um, but it is the end of August. Today is the first day of September. Now, I'm born on the first day of December. And I think that people who are born on the first day of the month have, maybe we're talking about the moon, maybe because of astrology, numerology, whatever you want to think of it, are very special people. And today, September the 1st, is the birthday of a very special man, um, someone who has really become uh, like a real uncle to me. Uh, he spoke at my wedding. Um, he's we've tried. We've worked on cases, more cases together now than I can actually count. Uh, and he's an overall just a, a wonderful uh, in Sicilian. We would call him a mensch. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in wishing a happy birthday to Professor Alan Dershowitz. Well, thank you so much. You know, we're talking about being born on the first of the month. My grandmother thought that the doctor who delivered me was a prophet because my grandmother said, when is he going to be born? And the doctor said, first in September, meaning, you know, in September. My grandmother thought he said, first of September. I was born on first of September and my grandmother worshipped him for the rest of her life. So, Alan, you're uh, you're you're 85 years old today. It that's is right. not it is not uh, uh, that's not a secret. Um, and um, I just wanted to ask you because I was thinking about this. So we're exactly 30 years apart within 30 years and, mm -hmm. and 90 days, something like that. Um, and thinking I'm a back month to, or two younger than your father. Right. Exactly. June 28th. He turned he turned 85. So thinking back to when you were 55 these these 30 years that have that are under your belt just what are your thoughts and your reflections on that p period of your life that i'm about to enter into well it's interesting so i would say the years from 50 to 75 were probably the best years of my life other than the year i met my wife carolyn which was when i was about 43 or 44 but they were great years uh the last 10 you know i until I was 75, I never sued anybody, was never sued by anybody. And as you know, the last 10 years of my life have been consumed by people coming after me um, because of the job I did as a lawyer. People have come after me because I defended Donald Trump. People have come after me because I defended Jeffrey Epstein. So, you know, I had a pretty easy life up to the last 10 years. And now I'm paying the price of my principles. I wrote a book about that called The Price of Principle how why integrity is worth it. And it's worth it to me, but it's put my wife and my children through unnecessary grief and unfair grief because they get blamed for what I have done. I'm proud of what I have done, but, you know, people have a, a different point of view about that, <clears throat> and they take it out on my wife and children. And that's been horribly unfair. And now my granddaughter, my daughter, is getting married on Monday, so I'm really thrilled and pleased with that. This is a big weekend for us, my birthday, her wedding. Um, you know, the world changes quickly. Who would ever have imagined, um, even eight years ago, how divided we would be as a country? Um, I, I couldn't imagine it. And I'm pretty good at predicting things, but I didn't predict that one. Well, you know, when, when you and I end this interview shortly, the song that we're going to play for you out is My Way by Frank Sinatra. And, you know, there's a big line in there that says, regrets, I have a few. Uh, if you're yeah. going to look back over the past 30 years, d do you have any regret? Any regrets? Do you wish you would have ducked that one case or that other case and you didn't put yourself or your family through the pain in the neck that you're yeah. currently going through? 
Yeah, yeah, and it's all it's all the fault of a woman named Lynn Rothschild who introduced me to Jeffrey Epstein and told me what a wonderful man uh, he was. She basically, you know, introduced everybody to Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton, and um, uh, I think maybe Prince Andrew. But you know, she ruined a lot, a lot of people's lives. I wish I had never met Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, you know, once I met him, and he asked me to defend him. As you know, it's a challenge to a lawyer, and you want to represent the toughest cases. You know, we're not ordinary GPs. We're brain surgeons. We do the hardest cases. And so I thought the Jeffrey Epstein case was a hard case. What I didn't realize is that as a result of representing him, some, you know, a woman would would make up a story. Fortunately, she's now admitted that she may have confused me with somebody else. Thanks to you, you were my lawyer. Um, but, uh, you know, that made my life very difficult for the last uh, eight years or so. So I and what I about, you know, as lawyers yeah. being asked by the president of the United States, whomever that is, Barack Obama, if it's John Kennedy, if it's Richard yeah. Nixon, to argue on their behalf uh, in the United States Congress it's got, you know, in the United States Senate, it's got to be, you know, the the ultimate of assignments in terms of accomplishments. And you did that, I don't know, at 81 years old or something along those lines. Yeah. I was the um, oldest person ever to argue against impeachment in the United States Senate. Um, I, you know, not only defended um, a President uh, uh, Trump, I also was on uh, the team of people defending President Clinton. So I've defended Democrats, Republicans. I defended uh, you know, Senator Ted Kennedy. Um, I've defended, you know, many, mostly Democrats. But uh, when the president of the United States asked me to defend basically the Constitution and the presidency, I said yes, but it's cost me enormously. As you know, it's cost me all my old uh, fair-weather friends on Martha's Vineyard I can do without them. But, uh, you know, my wife has lost her friends as well, and that was very difficult and very undeserved. But, you know, anybody who would take it out on my wife doesn't deserve to be her friend. If Knowing what you know now, would you change anything regarding your representation of the president of the United States on the floor of Congress? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think my wife would, um, and she asked me not to. Um, and, you know, should I, have, should I have acceded to that? I, I felt that my whole life I've defended the Constitution, whether I agree or disagree politically with the result. And, you know, I just thought that the impeachment of President Trump on unconstitutional grounds deserved the kind of defense that I could give him, a constitutional defense. So it was the right thing to do uh, intellectually. Was it the right thing to do emotionally and from a family point of view? You know, my wife and I disagree about that. I have a wonderful, as you know, a wonderful wife, a wonderful relationship. We've been together 41 years. And um, uh, I did not I did not do her a favor by defending uh, Donald Trump. So let's talk about some positive stuff, Alan. Putting the, sure. the joy of your family, your children, your so two sons, your daughter and your gr grandchildren, putting that aside and obviously your wife. Give us some of the highlights of the last of, of from Alan Dershowitz when he was 50 or 55, the last 30 years mm -hmm. of, of the Dershowitz life here on your 85th birthday. Well, I think uh, defending Anatoly Sharansky was probably a highlight of my life. I became a lawyer for uh, Soviet dissidents at the request of Elie Wiesel. He sent me to the Soviet Union in 1974, and I spent the good part of that decade uh, defending innocent uh, people, Jews and non-Jews, 
who were dissidents and Andrei Sakharov and uh, people of that kind and his wife. And that was a major highlight of my life, winning a double death penalty case on behalf of two young boys who were innocent and who were about to be executed. That has to be a highlight of my life. Uh, you know, as you know, I've won a lot of cases and um, lawyers like to win, not only for themselves, but more importantly for their clients. And this is one case I lost that um, I, I, I feel terrible about. And I lost it on a two to two vote. It was a tie vote and I lost it. And it was Mike Tyson. And it was a horrible injustice. It was really the beginning of the unfairness of what became the, the Me Too movement. And and that happened in Indiana. That was a big disappointment. But, you know, many, many of my other cases I've won. And you know, I've written 52 books. Um, I'm proud of that. Uh, I'm on 53 now and almost through with 54. So my goal is to hit 60 before I hit 90. We'll see if that happens. And What are your uh, reflections on Harvard Law School, having been there for 50 years, now that you've been gone for a little while? Well, I love the students, uh, and I've had such a variety of students, you know, from from Jamie Ras- Raskin, who's hard left, to uh, Ted Cruz, who's hard right. And, um, you know, I never graded students based on their views or their politics. Uh, I graded them on the basis of their analytic uh, skills. Uh, so my, my teaching uh, career, I taught 10,000 students. I Every year I taught a basic course, usually criminal law, uh, but then I always, every year, a new seminar. So I taught 50 courses uh, over 50 years, ranging from uh, courses in law and Shakespeare, law and baseball, uh, you know, law and psychiatry, uh, so many, so many different kinds of courses. And I would teach a new course every year to learn because I didn't want to ever stop learning. And, you know, I'm 85 and I still read voraciously and I still try to learn Every time I hear something interesting, I go on Google to find out about it. Um, and, you know, I told my wife, when I finally get buried, I want to be buried with my iPhone, just in case I can still uh, check out things while I'm down there. So, Alan, I have two minutes left. Um, you know, tell me about the difference in the world of politics um, from when, you know, you were around my age, I guess, you know, yeah. the, the, the Reagan, the Reagan and George H. W. Bush years versus, uh, today, uh, of what we're seeing in the world it's of presidential politics. Very simple. Look, I voted against Bush. I voted against Reagan and I admired them both. And, you know, when Trump became president and he asked me, I voted against him. He knew that he asked me to help him on Israel and the Abraham Accords on the recognition of Jerusalem on the Golan Heights. And, of course, I said, if the president calls on you to help, uh, you do it. And so I helped him. And uh, I worked closely with him and his aides on on those issues. <clears throat> the big difference is it's best illustrated by William J. Buckley, the great William Buckley. He and I used to debate. You can go online and see these debates. They're great debates. And we would disagree about everything. And uh, we would shake hands and go and have a drink. We even disagreed about what to drink. But uh, in the end, we could talk to each other. I, I, I was on a show. I just actually, my son sent it to me because it was interesting. And he said something, and I said, you know, you've made me change my mind. I agree with you. And then in another show, he said, you know, Alan, you've made me change my mind. I now agree with you. Can you imagine that happening today? 
It would well, never it, happen. Today you choose sides. You know, you know my baseball analogy. I'm a rabid Red Sox fan. I was a rabid uh, Dodger fan. But every time I went to Yankee Stadium and I saw Mickey Mantle play, I would stand up and cheer. When I saw Jeter play, when I saw DiMaggio play, when I saw Rizzuto play, when I saw Mariano Rivera play, I stand up and clap. I understand the virtues of the other team. Today that doesn't happen. Well, Alan, you know, you I, I believe you wrote a book on it about how America is basically a centrist nation and we've yeah. drifted apart from that. Is that. Do you see any way of... of uh, you know, bringing, bringing us back to the center? I do. I think one way is to make sure that Trump can run, not try to disqualify him, not try to deny voters the right to vote for him or against him, and then resoundingly defeat him on the merits in a way that he can't possibly say the election was stolen. And that would hopefully end some of his influence on America, and we could move back to a country in which uh, we move a little bit toward the center. A lot of people will disagree with that, but I think most people will agree that this election, the, the 24 election, should not be about who's the worst criminal. It should be about the economy. It should be about foreign policy. It should be about things that really matter to every every American. Well, and, that, and, and that's uh, what the, the, the new polls indicate. That's what people really want to hear about. That's what uh, people really want. So and we shouldn't disqualify him and we shouldn't use the criminal process to try to affect the outcome of elections. Let the election go forward on its merits. At the age of 85, uh, Professor Dershowitz, who's celebrating his birthday today, is there anything on your bucket list that uh, you really haven't checked off yet? Is there something else you really <laughs> want to do or take care of? I, I know you've done, I know you've done a lot. My wife and I are planning a trip to Alaska. Um, and we'd like to do that. I've been in most parts of the world today, but I've never been in the uh, 50th state of the United States. So I want to I want to go to Alaska. Love to see some polar bears. I like nature. And, um, you know, other than that, I would like to see some more grandchildren and my, you know, uh, children all happy. Uh, no, no parent is ever happier than his least happy child. That's correct. And fortunately, I have great, great children, as you do, and we love our children, and our children love us, and there's nothing more important than that. And it's great that your parents have lived and been healthy uh, long enough to see your incredible success, and your success is just going to continue. Um, you're going to be even my prediction. Um, by the time the good Lord takes me, uh, you will be known as one of the uh, best lawyers in in America, and you will go on to perhaps even some political goals and aspirations, which would help the country become an even better place. So that's my hope for you. Well, I thought I thought you liked me, Alan. I I, I could not I advise anyone who I really liked to go into <laughs> politics right now. I it's like so... you, but I like the country. I like the country more. So <laughs> I'm putting the country over you. <laughs> All right. I hear you. Last thing, Professor Dershowitz, on your 85th birthday, if you were going to give words of wisdom to, you you know, you have a, a fantastic book that I give to the interns and sometimes the young, the lawyers who just graduated law school. It's called Letters to a Young Lawyer. Yeah. If you were yeah. going to give some, some advice uh, based on your 85 years of wisdom, not necessarily to lawyers or law students, but to any young people in today's day and age who are just starting out, whether they're getting out of yeah. college or graduate school, what does Professor Alan Dershowitz have to tell them? Two things, one humorous, the other serious. The humorous one is don't take anybody's advice. Um, do it yourself. But the serious thing is 
never, ever say, thank God it's Friday. Every day get up uh, saying, thank God it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Love what you do at work. Don't settle. Don't compromise. Just do what you do. I, I use your law firm as a perfect example. You know, you could have gone. You still could go. You could become the senior partner in uh, a 2,000-person law firm and make 10 times what you're making. But I know because I see when I see you at work, uh, you go in that Frank Sinatra room and you listen, you know, to the to, to, to old blue eyes and, and, and you, you your relationship with the people in your firm. It's a family. And I, I want young lawyers to emulate you. Uh, rather than big firm lawyers or even big government lawyers. I think do what you love to do. Make sure every day you get up, you know, it's a challenge. And there'll be ups and downs. Uh, My ups came early in my career, and my downs have come later in my career. That was unexpected. But, uh, you know, I have the resources and the ability and the friends like you to fight back. Well, <laughs> that's fantastic. I didn't realize it was going to be a commercial for Arthur Idala when I asked Professor Dershowitz to come on to celebrate his 85th birthday. By the way, are you going to do something special this evening? I know you're in wedding mode for your daughter, yeah. but is there a Alan Dershowitz birthday celebration with your bride or something along those lines? My wife, my wife and I are going to take a long, long walk holding hands along the East River, <laughs> looking into each other's eyes. <clears throat> and and acknowledge how lucky we are to have found each other, at least how lucky I am to have found her. So that's the way I'm spending uh, the last hours of my birthday. Is there any Brunello de Montalcino in the picture? Or there'll be there'll be some Brunello de Montalcino in the picture, maybe a little Barolo. We'll see. All right, one or the other. But uh, you know, I am now totally 100 percent an Italian wine drinker. I haven't had a glass of French wine now basically since I met you. <laughs> well, listen, I was in your house not long ago out on, on the vineyard, and uh, you have a beautiful collection there, and I love how you, you either start off or end off with a little Lagavulin with an ice cube. So uh, you're, right. a, uh, you're, you're a man with fantastic taste. Alan, thank you so much on your birthday for finding thank some for time. And my parents who are here with me, obviously I, I saved the, them a phone call. They wish you a happy birthday as well, and, and as does my wife, Mary. And so uh, enjoy your you walk. So and you've done it your way, Alan. That's why you get this song as we're sending you off. Have a great night, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Be well. All right, folks, we're going to take a little break here. Listening to Old Blue Eyes at 624 on Friday, September the 1st. That was Professor Alan Dershowitz. And uh, we're going to come back. Uh, I don't think I have any other guests. So um, we're just going to have a, a little you know, a little chat for the uh, the rest of the hour. So uh, sit back. Maybe we'll have a little Padre Luz libation and uh, t- 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 talk together. But, uh, Alex, don't you dare end this song before it ends. Here it is. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. 
term provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750, or BigLou.com. With over 100 years of law enforcement and his family's blue blood, Tommy Settner gives a just-the-facts, bird's-eye street perspective on all things current events, politics, law enforcement, and entertainment. Joined by Robin DeLore, producer and entertainer. The Tommy Settner Show. Buckle up, America. Listen to The Tommy Settner Show with Robin DeLore weekdays at noon on AM 970, The Answer. Orange football is back, starting the season fresh and in the dome for most of September. Game one brings in Colgate Saturday for a 4 o'clock kickoff. We get started with Orange pregame at 3 on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University football. We all know summer is coming to an end, which means Invite Health is having our annual Labor Day buy one, get one free sale. The sale is on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Say hello to the change of seasons the right way by learning more about how to stay healthy from me, Dr. Amanda Williams, right here on AM 970 The Answer. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Give us a call to order by phone or to speak with a degreed healthcare professional seven days a week at 800 6 That's 800-673-2345. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person, by phone, or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited time, buy one, get one free Labor Day sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Invite Health, get healthy, stay healthy. Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, this the last two days, I thought I was in my teens. I'm going to talk to you about it in a couple of minutes, all the little activities a bunch of 55-year-old guys did. Um, but you know what? When you're healthy, like, thank God everybody I was with this weekend, well, or I keep saying this weekend was Wednesday and Thursday. But when you're healthy, you think, oh, I don't need a power of attorney. I don't need a health care proxy. I'll think about that when I'm, when I'm older or when I become sick. And that's just a mistake. Um, that nothing could be further than the truth. You got to worry about those things and address those things when, when you're in good shape, when everything is in order. Because if something happens to you and you don't have a power of attorney, you don't have a healthcare proxy, then either the states, the courts, doctors, it becomes a real mess. They're starting to make decisions for you, and even your, your significant other may not be able to make those decisions for you if your paperwork is not in order. So it's essential to create such simple things as a will, a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy as soon as you can. And how are you going to do that? You're going to call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know their stuff because they've been doing it for 40 years. They'll help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. So for a free in-person initial consultation with one of the lawyers at Connors and Sullivan, call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Listen to AM970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in. Heart or odyssey.com. 
Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with lifetime New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala. Little Springsteen, who's playing tonight in the Meadowlands. I believe he played Wednesday night. I think he's playing again on Sunday. You keep it going a little bit, Alex. And he's playing again on Sunday. I was invited, but, you know, I went to go see him last week in Boston, and I didn't really want to break up this Labor Day weekend. Actually, you know who invited me? Mr. Sabah, who's from Bainbridge Honda. Um, but, you know, I'm out in Long Island, and to go from, you know, one to the other, go from Long Island to uh, the Meadowlands, a little, little bit of a schlep. Uh, but that song, Glory Days, uh, has a lot of significance for my, for me personally and the guys from, uh, the men and the women from my high school class, because we all voted that one of our um, classmates, Mark Green, should give the uh, the class speech. He was not the valedictorian, the valedictorian Jill Sigmund. I think she spoke, but Mark Green was the representative of the students. And um, he based his whole, all of his remarks about the song Glory Days. I believe our graduation day was on Flag Day, June 14th, 1985. And um, it, 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 there are some people in life who peak in high school and uh they they go no further. Uh, I'm not going to say that that was the case for anyone I was with this week, um, but they are in a way the glory days. Especially you know my son Luca is starting his senior year in high school. Now the first semester of senior year in high school is a pain in the neck because you have to do all the applications for um, college. And, you know, those grades in that first semester still count towards college because then, you know, unless you're applying early admission, they're still looking at those grades. So you can't, you know, can't goof off too much. But but that second semester of senior year of high school where the colleges have your grades, so you're either in or out or whatever. I mean, obviously you have to pass, but there's a little different pressure. The college uh, applications are already in. I believe they all had to be in right around my birthday, December the 1st. Um, and then the rest of the time, it's just having some fun. And I don't know, when you're 15, 16, 17, those relationships that you form that somehow stand the, the test of time. So the guys I'm with, you know, I, I literally know them 40 years. And sure, there were times when we drifted apart. I mean, not, I mean, me and Christian Carmody were always, we never lost touch. Um, but some of the other guys there, you know, we did during college, during law school, then was in the DA's office. And to be honest, what really brought us back together, sadly, was on September 11th, when my friend, my dear, dear, dear friend, Joe Hassan, perished in the uh, the Twin Towers, I could tell you that, you know, 9-11 was on the Tuesday, that election day, and we were all stuck, basically, we all stayed in Joe's apartment in Bay Ridge with his wife, Mary, and his three-month-old son, Joe, little Joe, baby, 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 infant Joe, and I remember on Friday, so we were there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I mean, I did a lot of stuff in between there, going down to Ground Zero, going to bring Joe's DNA down to the uh, the the armory in Manhattan. That's where I spoke last week about it. I remember meeting Rudy Giuliani there and he said, don't believe anything you see on the internet because it's the, they're more lies than truth. 
But I remember that Friday, I said to Joe's mom, I was like, Paulette, we need to get out of this apartment. I said, and, and everyone, so many people from Joe's life want to like see you and see your husband, Chip, and and everyone else, and Chris, your, his brother, and Vicky. And I remember I made one call to one of our classmates in poly prep. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember if it was Derek. I don't remember if it was Green. Um, but I made one call, and I said, we're all going to be at Paulette's house around 2 o'clock on Saturday. And I think over 40 people showed up. There were only 90 people in our class. So almost half the class showed up, which now, now that was 2001, right? So it was 16 years after we graduated. And you could see, I hope I did that math right. Uh, you could see, though, how close we all were. And there was those you know, boys and girls who, who showed up. And that really brought us all back together. And um, there were a couple of other tragedies along the way. You know, two other of our classmates passed away. One of our classmates' child drowned. And we've all been there for each other. And um, in the bad times and in the good times, you know, in senior year in high school, the band that you guys have heard about, Rapid Pulse, you know, we played at, the, at a, a, a lot of stuff at, at our high school the last year. And ev all these people were there. And then this past December and then in June when we decided to have a reunion, oh, my God, they all showed up and they remembered the songs and they were dancing. Um, when I was exploring a run for office and I didn't know if I was going to run for Brooklyn DA and I was going to run for New York State Attorney General. And I had a fundraiser. Um, in, I believe it was January of 2017. I can't tell you how many of my classmates from Poly Prep showed up. And I think it's a little, I, it's, I don't just think it's unique. The other guys who I spent the last 48 hours with agreed that, you know, we don't have a lot of friends who talk about hanging out with their high school friends as much as we do. And um, that's, that's, I'm very, very fortunate. Now, I got to tell you real quick. And I hope he doesn't get mad, but our host. So the last two years, uh, the guys from Polly have been coming to my apartment, my house. And one year was that bad hurricane. I forget which which one it was, but we powered right through it. The morning at we watched the sunrise. I mean, we stayed at the time, whatever, we were 53. Uh, yeah, it must have been 2020. There was some hurricane that came here, big, bad storm. And uh, we watched the sunrise. And, and I remember it was raining on and off, but... Um, my um my um my dad calls me the next morning it's like maybe it's like 11 o'clock and i you know, i went to bed at six in the morning and like 11 o'clock i answered the phone I'm like hello and my father's like hey you all right is everything okay over there i was like yeah dad everything's fine why he's like was the house okay I go, Dad, we're a bunch of 50-year-old guys. What are we going to think? We're going to rush wreck the house? He goes, I'm not talking about your friends. He goes, I'm talking about the, about the hurricane. He goes, oh, the people died. I was like, Dad, nobody died here. The house is fine. We were in the pool in the pouring rain. We were in. We were out. And it's just a, a magical feeling uh, when we're all together. And, and Derek you know, invited us to his in-law's I don't even know what you call a resort, I'm going to call it, in Rhinebeck, New York, which was nothing short of exquisite. And, um, I mean, we were on a lake. I went swimming in a lake. I went swimming in a pool. We played this thing called pickleball, which I've heard of, but I never played, but I wanted to play it twice. Um, you know, there was, like, ping pong involved. There was cooking involved. Uh, well, we made these huge fires down by the lake. It was... and. and 
we weren't laughing. We were giggling. We were absolutely giggling, uh, just telling old stories, new stories, current stories. And, you know, we also spoke about the study that Harvard, uh, Harvard Medical School did. It was an 80-year study. And the, uh, the results of this study, they, I think it started off with 750 people, and then it, it branched out through the generations over the 80 years of their children and their grandchildren, and I don't know if there were any great-grandchildren, and what is the key to happiness? And it had nothing to do with uh, money. It had nothing to do with education. And I, don't, I shouldn't say nothing, but those were not the key factors. The key factor, relationships. Relationships and friendships with their, with their family and with their friends. That's what showed, that's what was really the key to happiness in the long term. And I think I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have that. Um, I'm very fortunate to have that, uh, not only with my friends, but also with my family. You know, there are some people who I was with this weekend and um, they um, they, you know, don't even talk to their brothers and sisters. They haven't spoken to them in years. They uh, they, you know, for whatever reason, stupid reasons or whatever, they just don't, you know, they don't bond with them. So I'm lucky enough to have a sister who's right here right now talking so loud on the phone that maybe you guys hear her on the radio. Um, my father's sitting right across from me. My brother-in-law, who I know since he's 10 years old, is here. And, you know, if there's anything, you know, we were just talking to Alan Dershowitz. If there's anything that we should really focus on is, is each other, is our families, our friends, caring for one another, um, and being as positive as we can possibly be. So um, I want to thank my buddy Derek and his family for hosting us because uh, what we did, I would encourage any of you to do. Find some people, it doesn't have to be high school, but people who you really want to be with. And you know what? I did something insane. You know what I did yesterday? Alex, you know what I did yesterday? I really want to know what you did yesterday, Arthur. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I spoke to my wife in the morning. Okay. I emailed or I texted with my son, Luca, in the morning, and then I turned my phone off. Off. The only, I, I, I put it on airplane mode. I only used it to take pictures. I didn't get one text, one call, one email all day. And we are so connected that when you disconnect, it's like, you know, that's a vacation in and of itself. I could be sitting home if I turn everything off. It's just and, and you know, people can't find me. I mean, it was great not to have the office calling me not stop, not to have my family calling me not stop. Not to, it's just I got to live in the moment and we don't do that anymore. We don't live in the moment anymore. We're always checking this, checking that. What's going on tomorrow? What's going on the next day? It's the, what's your email? Who's this? Who's looking for you? Who's wants to drive you crazy? You know, in the, the world that I'm in, everyone thinks their situation is an emergency. 
And, you know, I'm the one who has to figure out, is this truly emergency or not? I'll leave you this before we go to a commercial. There was an emergency today. Um, and I did I did turn on my phone this morning. And my partner, John Esposito, did call me. And the bottom line was, representing Rudolf Giuliani, in this Georgia case, we needed to get certain paperwork filed today by the end of business so that he does not have to go down there next week for the actual arraignment. It could all be done on paperwork. What's an arraignment? An arraignment is when you are told by the court what you are actually charged with. And so apparently in the state of Georgia, you are able to do that uh, without being physically present. That is not the case in the state of New York. But in the state of Georgia, you could just fill out a bunch of paperwork. You could sign it in front of a witness and submit it, and you don't have to show up. So that needed to be done at 5 o'clock. There was absolute panic um, when I finally turned my phone on today, somewhere around 10.30 or 11 a.m. We went to bed pretty late both nights, I think. 4.30 in the morning was Wednesday into Thursday. I don't know, last night was like 2.30 in the morning. I was a little tired. Um, a couple of libations in there. Um, but uh, I got it done. I had to speak to the Florida lawyers. I mean, sorry, the Georgia lawyers. I had to negotiate with them a legal fee to do what needed to be done. I had to learn some logistical stuff. This is all while I'm in the car driving from Rhinebeck, and I'm with my buddy Carmody, and then I dropped him off in the Bronx in uh, Parkside, I think it's called, the train station number four train, and then I, like, did this U-turn onto the Throg's Neck Bridge, right past Edgewater Park, the good old days of A-Holes, and... Um, and headed here, and I will tell you, I got no traffic today. I was able to get from Rhinebeck, which is pretty far upstate, to uh, to Southampton, which is pretty far out into into the island, in just about three hours. Um, so that was what I did the last two days. That's why I wasn't here. But I'm here now. Um, I'll be here on Tuesday. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll talk about the weekend and what's coming up. We're just bonded, everyone. Just hanging out. It's Friday night. It's Labor Day weekend. Um, but again, I want to thank my buddy Derek, and I want to thank uh, all my buddies from Poly Prep. We uh, Guys, there was a spectacular 48 hours. And Mark Green, when he said it on June 14th of 1985 about the glory days of Poly Prep, I agree. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. We are proud, proud to serve, to serve our country, to serve our local communities, to wear the uniform, to be a soldier, to serve abroad when and where duty calls. We are ready to stand with our brothers and sisters to defend, to serve, to fight. We are always ready. We are always there. We are the New York Army National Guard. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. 
Okay, so let's talk about our friends at Plaza College. You know, I've been talking about their court reporting program at Plaza College for, I don't know, a better part of a year. Well, Plaza College also has four other schools of study, including their new school of nursing. As you know, they just graduated 18 nurses, 18 new nurses are out in our community helping us heal. This program, their accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can, can be completed in just 16 months. So you should seriously check it out if you have any interest in whatsoever of helping our society. You know, heard Alan Dershowitz talk about helping others. <clears throat> you just heard me talk about helping others. Well, being a nurse, you want to talk about helping others. Nurses are the ones who really tend to us in our time of need. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. I've seen it with my own eyes. It is a unbelievable place to learn where students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. For additional information about these programs, the, um, the court reporting program, email info at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. All right, so let's talk about Bay Ridge Honda because let's face it, August is over. It's September. The fall season is upon us, and Bay Ridge Honda is kicking off the fall season by saving you $1,500. You heard that right $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. They have been your Sabah family owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Your Honda dealer serving the five Burrows. Browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. And right now at Bay Ridge Honda, you're going to get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models for the whole month of September. Plus, re- receives $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't buy a car from Bay Ridge Honda, they will buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at bayridgehonda.com that's bayridgehonda.com these deals are available to qualified buyers additional fees may apply see deal for detail this sale ends on september 30th 2023 kevin mccullough is next on am 970 the answer listen to us online at am 970 theanswercom tune in iheart alexa or odyssey.com
Turner. Alex, why do we got Tina Turner working? Well, today, this very song went uh, number one in 1984. So a little uh, What's Love Got to Do With It. Of course, I figured it's fitting because we did lose her earlier this year. We, we miss her, right, Arthur? Yeah, well, she was a <laughs> she was a rock star, so to speak. Um, and tell me about Rocky Marciano. Today would have been Rocky Marciano's 100th birthday. And I asked you in a text message because I remember you talking about your grandfather refing uh, fights. Did he ever uh, ref a Rocky Marciano fight? He had the he was the only judge to give Rocky Marciano a split decision. Uh, and uh, Rocky Marciano was not so happy. Everyone he knows that Rocky Marciano was 49 and 0. Uh, most of those were by knockouts. Uh, most of them, uh, the others were by unanimous decision. And uh, there was one fight where my grandfather was the judge and ruled against Mr. Marciano. And uh, years later, I think he made a speech. Rocky Marciano said, you know, if I had met Artie Idola in a dark alley, he wouldn't be here to talk to you today. But, you know, without further ado, and he introduced my grandfather as, I don't know, the so boxing it, commissioner from Palermo, Italy, and some gag they were doing. Was what he did unheard of then, given that split decision, it sounds like? Yeah, Absolutely. It's a lot of controversy over that particular fight. But you know what else? We have a Padre Lou libation. And here to deliver Padre Lou's libation is the one and only Padre Lou. Hello, everyone. Uh, that fight that Arthur just referred to was with Roland Lestaza. And all of the sports writers agreed with my father that Lestaza had beaten Rocky. However, in their second matchup, Rocky destroyed him. Okay. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, and I consider myself a very objective individual uh, during my 85 years. So I will tell you that my son, Arthur Lewis Frank Idala, is one of the finest human beings I've had the pleasure of knowing. However, I am his biggest critic. And sometimes with my libations, he just runs through them quickly, paying no attention at the last moment. So now I have a little time because I spend the time to do this in the hopes that his listeners might enjoy the efforts of my laborers. And I advise everyone, enjoy alcohol, but please use it. Do not abuse it. Okay. I'm certain that all of you out there are familiar with Ian Fleming's fictional character, James Bond. But who amongst you believes that she or he knows which alcoholic cocktail, all right, Mr. Bond ordered most times throughout Fleming's novels and short s stories? I'll bet you there are those of you outside who are answering, oh, a gin martini shaken, not stirred. Well, I must tell you, you're mistaken. Uh, the fact is that he did order that cocktail for a total of 16 times. However, he ordered a vodka martini 19 times. So today's... Padre Lou libation is neither of those two, but we are going to construct the one cocktail which James Bond ordered only once in Casino Royale. So, into your ice-filled shaker, if you prefer, or an ice-filled mixing glass, which I prefer, lest you over-dilute 
the cocktail when you're shaking it too much. Pour in three ounces of gin, one ounce of vodka, and one half of an ounce of French Lillet Blanc. That's the white Lillet aperitif. Shake or stir as you choose, and then strain into your pre-chilled cocktail glass, which you remove from the freezer. And men, when you sip, savor, and swallow the cocktail, conjure up all the females in the movies, James Bond's women that he had to deal with. And I won't mention any of their names lest I immediately get bleeped. But you remember, remember bleep galore? Okay. So, also conjure up that fantastic Aston Martin car. Wow. Now, if you had to choose one category or the other in which you had to focus on? Would it be the women or would it be the Aston Martin? I think I can state, insofar as my son is concerned, being a married man and a car enthusiast, he would publicly declare that he would opt for the Aston Martin. However, realize one could fantasize and no one else would be wiser. So, Gentlemen, if you are dreaming of both as you're sipping this cocktail, good luck as you enjoy James Bond's Vespa Martini. Have a great weekend. I was going to say, isn't that called a Vespa when it's gin and, and uh, vodka put together? And, and Lulay. And Lulay. Yeah, I don't know about that whole Lulay thing. That's what Josh drinks. Um, <laughs> but... Um, so here it is. We got two minutes left. Alex, are you working all weekend? What are you doing? I am here to facilitate Syracuse football, college football Saturday night, and I'll do a little control room shift on Sunday. So you got me all weekend. Oh, and I'm here Labor Day. So that's that's working right there, I guess. Wow, Alex. Wow. Well, I'm waiting for uh, my nephew, Nicholas, to uh, arrive from uh, Iona College. Actually, now it's Iona University, I believe. And um, tomorrow, Alex, I'll probably have... Up, upwards of 50 people popping in and out because this is, uh, I call it the house of the people where I am here. The gates are open, the doors are open, and, uh, you know, people just wander in and out. And I love it. The weather's supposed to be nice. Uh, we'll all be together, and we'll be celebrating friendship the way I did the last couple of days with my buddy Derek, who, you know, Derek ate us. In Idala, you know, we sat next to each other the first day of seventh grade. We were in homeroom together. And uh, again, to spend uh, two nights at his house this week, it's a pretty cool thing. So, uh, but you there guys, will not be a Howard Stern sighting, right? At your house, is that a possibility? Uh, I don't think Howard Stern will be, and there may be a Bo Deedle sighting. Oh, and congratulations to Geraldo Rivera. There's a beautiful article out in the New York Times about him and his career. Happens to be written by the same woman who wrote the article on me a year ago, and I wonder how she knows Geraldo Rivera. Hmm. I wonder if there's any connection there. But uh, I hope you guys find it tomorrow. Monday's a holiday, and at least in my world, you know, Tuesday comes and hits you like a 
a baseball bat in the head. The phone will be blowing up. All I got cases on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all over the city. And it'll probably go nonstop until basically December 22nd or something along those lines. So try to relax, have some fun, have a Padre Lou libation, and I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. I will be back live and local on Tuesday on AM 970, The Answer. is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.